morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Praise is in this room today. Let's all stand together for a moment. Thank you to the team for leading us into worship. What great worship and songs highlighting the power of this God that we love and serve. Amen. I'm reading from Colossians chapter 2, three verses. The Bible says, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. That's the past. That's a past statement. You were dead. The sins that we had caused us to live as dead men walking. Past. You were dead. Then God made you alive with Christ. Are you grateful for that today, church? We were dead, but, but we've been made alive with Christ. For he forgave most of your sins. He forgave 95% of your sins. The Bible says here, as Paul is writing to the church at Coloss, he says, he forgave all of our sins. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, he canceled the record of charges against us and he took it away nailing it to the cross in this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross i'm so grateful today that we can celebrate the cross I'm so grateful for this Resurrection Sunday that we can look back to a time that Jesus took care of our sins on a cross. Amen? Let's thank Him for a moment before we're seated. Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the promises, God. We thank You for the truths, God, that set us free. God, I'm praying that today, God, here in this room and those watching online, God, would have hope. They would have peace. They would have power because of the cross. We thank you for it. We give you praise. And everybody said in Jesus' name, God bless you as you find your seats. My subject today for a few moments is simply this. He nailed it. Look at your neighbor. Look at your family member. Look at your friend across the aisle and say, he nailed it. You know, that's a phrase that is used. I've used that phrase in society. You might have used it when someone does an amazing thing. In fact, the term he nailed it is a phrase used to express success after achieving something seemingly difficult with relative ease. He nailed it. When I think of someone who nails it, I'm thinking of someone like the Olympics. And, and the sport called gymnastics, where, where we have these 
people that are doing amazing things. They will run, they will jump, they will flip, they will twist, and they will land with two feet. They won't stumble. They won't fall over. And that's where you would say, they nailed it. Anyone know what I'm talking about here today? But on this Easter Sunday, you did not come here to hear the pastor talk about gymnastics and the Olympics and someone nailing it after they'd done an amazing feat in gymnastics. Did anyone come to hear that? All right, I'm hoping I'm in the right place. Uh, on this Easter Sunday, I want to let someone know that the Scripture gives us some good news. In fact, I would declare that it is great news. That, that there, is, there is Jesus Christ, that He took some things to the cross, and He nailed it to his cross. These are things that are relative to me. These are things that, that they pertain to my life and they pertain to your life. And I am thankful today that Jesus Christ nailed some things to his cross. The Apostle Paul explains in Colossians, this chapter we read a few verses in, he, he starts talking about our condition before the cross, our condition before the nails, before the blood was shed, before the life was given. And the Bible says in this verse 13 that we were dead because of our sins, before the cross. We were guilty. You were guilty. Punishment was, it had your name on it. You had no hope. And you were awaiting the ultimate judgment because of your sins, because of your ungodliness, because of your whatever you've done wrong in this life. It was awaiting you. But thanks be to God that Jesus went to a cross and he nailed it to a cross. This cross has always been seen in society as an instrument of death. But Jesus turned the cross around. Instead of it being an instrument of death, he turned the cross into a symbol of life. Amen? Amen? This, this instrument of death, Jesus says, okay, we're going to flip the script here. And it's now going to become a symbol of life. Churches have crosses on them. People have shirts and t-shirts with crosses on them. Not because it's an instrument of death, but because it's a symbol of the life that was given for you and for me. The cross was used by the Romans as a means of execution. They would usually start with a whipping. And the convicted person would be whipped and scourged. And then the convicted person would be asked to take and carry their cross to the place of punishment and execution. Hands and feet would eventually be nailed to the cross. And then slowly, the Romans would be there as that person would, over time and hours, would lose blood and die of asphyxiation. The Bible said that Jesus, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, He was the author and the finisher of our faith. 
who for the joy, I want you to get this part, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He went to the cross and he endured the pain. He endured the suffering. He endured the, the humiliation of that cross. He despising the shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, Jesus was beaten and bruised. Jesus was whipped and the stripes that were laid upon his back was for our healing. He was nailed to the cross. He died a very cruel and humiliating de death. All to give us hope, peace, victory, and eternal life. Are you grateful today for the power of the cross? His death brought me freedom. It's because of the cross that I can now look at the cross as a symbol of freedom. The cross that was once an instrument of shame. Jesus flipped the script and he made it a symbol of forgiveness. Verse 14 of Colossians chapter 2 lets us know that he canceled the record of the charges against us. I don't know about you, but I, I am grateful today that he canceled every record, every, you know what, that list that is long, that sin, you know, the, the different translations said there was a written code against you. It was the handwriting of, of requirements, one translation says. It was a long list of your sins, every failure, every fault, every sin, every ungodly act, every ungodly thought, all the stuff that you did every time you messed up. Every bad attitude, every sin, he took it and he nailed it to his cross. My sin, it was a long list. Some of us have some big sins. Some of us have some little sins. But I don't care how big or how little, they're all sins. And sin was the thing. It was like an IOU note. That basically said, you owe a debt. And someone needs to pay the debt. And if you can't pay the debt, you're going to die for those sins. This is not a note that we can tear up and throw away or ignore. This IOU that we've been given, this penalty of death that we have give, been given, it's the list that's against us. It's the record of wrongs. In your life. But the Bible says. Someone needs to die. For those sins. But verse 14 tells me. Very very plainly. That he cancelled the, the, the record. He cancelled the charges. He wiped them out. They're no longer there. There's no trace of them anymore. Because he took my sin. I need that piece of paper. That I forgot to bring to the podium with me. There's one more thing. We're going to nail to this cross. He took my sin, every sin that I've ever committed, every ungodly thought and act and deed that I've ever done, every single thing that you have against you, he took your sin and he took it to the cross and he nailed it to the cross. It's been nailed to the cross. It's been covered by his blood. It's been blotted out from your name. It's never to be remembered again, the Bible says. In fact, in Psalm 103, 
The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, he has removed our transgressions. He's removed our sins from us. He, the Bible, one of the verse says he's cast them into the depths of the sea, never to be remembered again. I don't know about you, but I, I am grateful today that I had a Jesus that went to a cross for me and he gave his life. He took my place. He was the substitution. I didn't have to go. I don't have to go now because Jesus went to a cross and died in my place. Let's thank him right now, church. Let's take a moment and thank him that he has forgiven you, that he has dealt with your sin, that he has brought you new life because of the cross. Hallelujah. You know, for years and decades and even centuries, man tried so hard to find reconciliation on his own. But all it took was one moment on a cross. All it took was for the Lamb of God to give his life. Just that one action on a cross, it changed everything. And because of the cross, everything was made right. My debt has been paid by Jesus Christ. You know, we live in a cancel culture. You know what, if you don't like what happened in history, we'll just cancel it out. We'll remove it from the history books. If you don't like what's going on in some city, we'll just, we'll just take that monument down. You know, it's, it's a cancel culture. But I want to tell you today, this is not the cancel culture. That is the cancel culture. This is when real can cancel culture took place. It was on a cross just a little over 2,000 years ago when Jesus canceled the record that was against me. It's when Jesus said, I'm going to take care of it, no longer to be remembered ever again in your life. Hallelujah. He canceled the curse. He canceled my sin. He canceled my debt. He canceled the punishment that had my name on it. Hallelujah. Let's thank him again, church. God, we thank you that you took care of it, God. We thank you, Jesus, that you canceled the record, God, that had Steve O'Donnell's name on it. Hallelujah. How did he do it? He did it because that blood, that precious blood, it, it, it was the power that's in the blood of Jesus. He, he took the, the blood and it canceled every sin. The places where your sins were, were there on your record, he blotted them out by the power of his blood. And now we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And now we, you know what a joint heir is? All the resources of Jesus, all the power of Jesus, all the benefits of Jesus. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If you need something today, you can have it because you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Thank God for the power of the cross. The cross that was an instrument of helplessness, hopelessness. But Jesus turned it around and made it a symbol of victory. You know, some of what Jesus accomplished on the cross was this in verse 15. It says, he disarmed the spiritual rulers. You know what? There's some spiritual rulers in our world. And they're not all necessarily men and women. There's some spiritual forces at work. The Bible says at the cross, he disarmed spiritual rulers principalities, authorities, and powers, he, he, he disarmed them. They're no longer victorious over your life. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Hallelujah. You know, the enemy thought they had it all figured out. 
There was a group of people, the devil in hell, they were trying to get rid of this Jesus guy. And that they had a scheme and they had a plan that we're going to take him out and when he's gone, it's over, it's done, it's finished. Little did they know the, the work that would take place by taking this Jesus and nailing him to a cross. Little did they know the victory that was going to happen for you and for me. The pain that he went through. The enduring of that cross. And what it would mean for you and I today. He took this defeat. What seemed like a defeat. The disciples couldn't figure out what was going on. This Jesus that came to, to take over and, and set up his kingdom. He died on a cross. What looked like defeat. Jesus turned it around into the greatest victory of all time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He made, the Bible says, a spectacle of his enemies. There was, there was lots of enemies. He had a lot. The Jews didn't like him. He messed with their theology. The Romans, they, they were in on it too. They were ready to get rid of this crazy guy. Satan and all of his demons of hell, they wanted Jesus gone. And they thought that taking him out by killing him, by taking him to a cross and crucifying and letting him die, that it would be over. It would be a defeat. But they did not realize the power of this victory. They did not realize the power of the cross. What Jesus did is he flipped the script. The defeat became his greatest victory. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 and 8, if they had only knew... If they had only known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If, if they knew that it was going to be such a great victory, they would never, ever have done this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the devil likes to do, he likes to come and talk on your shoulder and whisper things into your ear that your past is there. How can you be a Christian? How can you live for God? How can you serve him? You, you, you're, you're just a no good low down scoundrel you've done all this junk you you've done that sin and you 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 act like that who who thinks that you deserve to go to church the devil would like to come and he would like to remind you of all your junk how many would raise your hands and say pastor i got some junk in my past amen we all do the devil would like to come and remind you of all the sins and all the ungodliness and all the things you shouldn't have done and things that you just, you're not proud of today. He would like to come and throw that up in your face. But we just need to turn the script around and say, you know what, all that's true. But look at the cross. Remind him that this is the thing that took care of my sin. I, 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 yes, I'm guilty, but I don't have to worry about the punishment because Jesus took my punishment. I don't got to worry about the penalty because Jesus was the one. He took my sins. He took my faults. He took it all, and he nailed it to his cross. I'm no longer condemned. I'm no longer guilty because he took my guilt. Because the sins have been taken. I've been pardoned. I've been set free. The record has been erased. All because of the cross. Hallelujah. 
the sin that I really did and the things that I have done and all the things that should be held against me, they're no longer tied to my account. Because the Bible says, he, he imputed unto me, he's given to me, he's credited to my account, his righteousness. You're looking at me, you're looking at a righteous man. Not because of what I've done, but because of what he's done. I'm now robed in his righteousness. My righteousness, the Bible says, is filthy. It's ugly. It's filthy, dirty rags. You ever, you ever pull out a rag out of a bag that's kind of got molded and milded and stinks? That's as good as my righteousness is. But I'm not depending upon my righteousness. I'm depending upon his righteousness. He went to the cross. He canceled my debt. He redeemed me. And now I can say to this, I can say, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Hallelujah. Peter said it like this, 1 Peter chapter 2 and 24. He says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. I got thinking about that when I was praying here yesterday. And I got thinking about some of the sins that I've committed you say, Pastor Steve, you've committed sins? Yes. So have you. But I got thinking about some of the sins and some of the things that I've done that are contrary to the word of God. Every single ugly thing and thought and attitude and action and deed that I've done, the Bible says he bore our sins in his body on the tree. Why did he do that? Why did he go through the pain? Why did the God of heaven robe himself in flesh, be born in a Bethlehem's manger, live his life, and then go to a cross at 32 and a half years old and give his life? Why? That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we ye were healed. I thank God for the power of the cross. It provides me forgiveness of my sins. It provides me healing in my body. If there's someone here today and you need to have a need in your body and you need a healing, it's the power of the cross that provides the healing for you. It's the blood that was shed that provides the healing. Hallelujah. I thank God that I can bring to him my brokenness. He nails it to the cross. I can bring to him depression, and he nails it to the cross. I can bring to him my loneliness and the heartache and the pain that I'm going through, and he can nail it to his cross. The sickness is whatever sickness you have. God is the one that can heal your bodies, but because he, he nailed sickness to the cross. He can take my grief. He can take my hopelessness. He can take my addictions. There, there's some people here today that you've had some addictions. Some of you used to do some drugs. Some of you used to do some alcohol. Some of you have done a lot of porn. Guess what? He took that, those addictions, and he nailed them to his cross. All your griefs and all your shame and all your guilt and all your faults and all your junk and all your sin, and he nailed it to his cross. Hallelujah. Because of that cross, we have peace. 
Because of that cross, we have hope. Because of the cross, we have forgiveness of our sins. Because of the cross, I can have his righteousness applied to my account. I thank God that the cross brings healing for my body. It brings victory today. I would just like to say this. When you think about Jesus and what he did for us on the cross, all that he accomplished, I would like to say he was successful. I would like to say that he completed his mission. And I would like to say he nailed it to his cross. Hallelujah. If there was ever a time that we could use the phrase, he nailed it, it's here. It's applying it to Jesus because he nailed it to his cross. Hallelujah. You know, every gospel that we have, the four gospels, all of them record the death of Jesus. Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, and John 19 all record the details about the death, the torture, the pain, the humiliation, the being nailed to a cross. It's all there. But the gospel, if you know what the gospel is, it's the death, it's the burial, and it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm grateful for the death, but I'm grateful that when he was buried in a tomb, he did not stay in the tomb. That there was a few days later, there was a resurrection that took place. Yes. It doesn't end with a dead Jesus. The gospel doesn't end with a Jesus in a tomb. Yes, there was the pain of the, the crucifixion day. Yes, there was the suffering. Yes, there was the blood. It's all very important. But that was only part of the plan that God had. That is not the end. There was a Sunday that was coming. There, there was some dark days between the death and the burial and the resurrection. But there was a resurrection day coming. You see, he had promised it. He had told them, he said, you put me in the grave three days and I'm going to raise from the dead. That's why they put a seal over the tomb. That's why they tried to keep him in. But they couldn't keep him in. He promised that he would come out of the grave. And he kept his promise. The resurrection changes everything. Let's thank him for what he accomplished on the cross. For what he had done by coming out of the grave. He has given us freedom. He's offered us hope. He's given us peace. It's a real peace. It's a peace that passes all understanding. He's given us power to live a victorious Christian life. There's a power of the Holy Ghost that God wants to flow in your life. He has given us hope for any hopeless situation. All because Jesus rose from the grave. Hallelujah. I'm going to invite the music to come back. I'm going to invite us all to stand. I'm, I'm about done, but I do believe God is speaking to someone right now. I do believe, and I want us to just come stand right now and bow our heads for a moment. I, I want someone to know that Jesus Christ is alive. He's no longer on a cross. He's no longer in a grave. He's no longer behind a, a tombstone, but he is alive and well, and he wants to meet you and minister to where you're at today. There's people here right now that you need forgiveness, but I want to encourage you and let you know that forgiveness is in the house today. 
I don't care if you're an, a long-time saint or a first-time person. There's forgiveness for the whosoever will in the house today. If you have turmoil in your life and you need the peace of God, I want to proclaim right now and declare that the Prince of Peace is in the room and he wants to minister to some heart and speak peace into some heart today. If someone is in need of a healing in your body, I want to say right now that the healer is in the house. The healer is here. He is the one that can heal anybody, any situation, any broken relationship. God is the healer. And if you've not yet received the power of his spirit, God wants to fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. I'm talking to someone right now. I believe that God has a work for someone today that he wants to do in your life. Every, every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. Here at Life Church, we've got five X's on the altar. Right here at the front, five black X's on the carpet. Everybody can't come, but perhaps there's someone here today and you need God to do something in your life. You might need hope. You might need peace. You might need forgiveness. You might need the Holy Ghost. You might need a healing in your body. You might need help with whatever. I want to tell someone today that Jesus Christ is alive. He's, he's bought your freedom. He, he has joy. He has peace. He has hope. He has life that he wants to give you. We're going to begin to sing this song. And I, I'm not going to force you, but if there's someone here right now that would like to come and step on one of these X's for a moment before we're done, I believe that God can speak peace into someone's life. I believe that God can touch someone. And all of us need to take a moment and offer a, 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 a praise a gratitude, a time of worship and, a, and gratitude for what he has done. He is the risen Savior, amen? He is the one who's alive today and alive forevermore. And we want to praise him in the name of Jesus. Let's sing this together. This altar is open. There's a few spots available. Come if you would like to come for prayer. We'd be glad to pray with you today. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.